Greetings, Charles County. My name is Jennifer Harris. I'm your local public information officer during the COVID-19 pandemic, and today is Thursday, March 4th. I'm here today with our latest information on the COVID-19 vaccination process. We're going to be answering a few of your most frequently asked questions and keep you up to date and informed on what's going on here in Charles County. Let's start with what the health department is doing to continue administering vaccinations. They, along with many retail local pharmacies, are increasing accessibility and availability each and every day. To date, we have administered 18,071 first doses, 8,621 second doses, and 26,692 total doses to Charles County residents. We are grateful that more help is now on the way. We have received our first shipment of the recently authorized Johnson & Johnson vaccine, and we're happy to report that we will be administering that very soon to our community. Let's talk for just a minute about the efficacy and safety of this Johnson & Johnson vaccine. As many of you have heard, it's a one-dose vaccine, which is different than our previous two vaccines that have been authorized from Moderna and Pfizer. Many of you have also heard that it's only 72% effective. However, I want to add some information that may be helpful for you to understand how important it is to get this shot if it's the first one available to you. We know that this shot uh, was tested well after uh, Moderna and Pfizer. And because of that, a surge in COVID-19 was already occurring in our general population when it was tested. So more people were exposed to the virus during its testing and therefore had the opportunity to come down with coronavirus symptoms. We also know that of the people who were tested with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine here in the United States, 72% did not have any moderate or severe symptoms from COVID-19. So that's what's behind that percentage rate. And additionally, after 28 days, no one in the entire trial was hospitalized or died from the virus. The reason we're so concerned about coronavirus is not necessarily because of its symptoms, but because of its lethality and its ability to um, hospitalize and eventually cause death in many vulnerable populations. And so we want to emphasize that this vaccine is safe, effective, and very helpful in preventing not only your infection, but the infections of others around you um, it, as it's transmitted. So next week, we'll have Dr. Abney join us, and she's going to talk in detail about the safety of this vaccine and why it's so important to get whatever vaccine you can get as soon as you can get it. We are here to answer your questions on the vaccination process. And once again, I am joined by Linda Warren, our health department public information officer. Many more of you are now getting appointments to get vaccinated and have a lot of questions about the process. So we're going to go through some of those most frequently asked questions right now, and hopefully that will help you understand what to expect. Linda, welcome again to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Jen. Glad to be here again. Let's start with the vaccination process itself. What documentation is required when you actually show up for your appointment? Yes, when you arrive to your appointment, you will need to bring government-issued ID, like your license, and any other documentation specific to your appointment. For example, if you are claiming eligibility based on your employment, you may want to bring your employee identification or a letter from your employer verifying your your employment. 
Now, when you show up for your appointment, what else do you need to know about the process itself and how long it will take to get through the vaccination? Sure, that's a great question. Well, when you show up, if the clinic is held indoors, um, you should stay six feet away from others while inside and in line. Uh, that's first and foremost. Now, if, the, if you attend a drive-through clinic, you will remain in your vehicle for the entire process. Once you arrive at the drive-through site, follow the signs and or traffic cones and anyone that may be directing traffic. Uh, you will be stopped at a check-in point where you will be asked if you are there for the dose um, that's being administered that day. They're going to check for your name on the list of the, of, of the appointment, and then they will direct you to drive towards a numbered lane. After that, you will then be asked a series of questions before the vaccinator will give you the dose. It's very important that you, you, you know, we ask that you please plan to wear clothing that will make it easy for the vaccinator to administer the vaccine in your arm. The vaccinator will um, walk around the car to administer doses to others that may be in your vehicle um, that have an appointment as well. Also, um, after your shot, you will be monitored for a minimum of 15 minutes. And if you have had a previous anaphylactic reaction, you will be monitored for 30 minutes. So it's really important to allow enough time for all of those things to occur. But my experience has been in visiting these clinics that it's still a very efficient process and should not take mm -hmm. a whole lot of time if you show up on time and prepared with the bright documentation and the process moves fairly quickly. For those who've received the first doses of the vaccine, you should be getting a vaccination card on the date of your first appointment that will tell you the timing for your second appointment. But what else do they need to know about scheduling the appointment for their second dose, Linda? Well, as you said, as of uh, January 27th, for those who have received their first dose after January 27th of 2021, um, the second dose appointments will be scheduled on site at the clinic after receiving the first dose. Um, the second dose appointment will be scheduled for approximately three weeks after the first dose at the same time. So again, you'll, you will get a card and on the back of your card, you will have your date, um, for your second dose. Um, after that, you basically, you'll, you'll wait to receive a reminder email closer to the date of your scheduled appointment. And once you, you know, you get that reminder email, you, you come to your appointment and, you know, show up a little bit early, not too early, but like maybe five to 10 minutes early and you should be ready to go. So another question that's come up, especially amongst those who are getting ready for a second dose is, I heard from others, there's a lot of side effects. What should I be concerned about? What should I be prepared for? And what should I do? Um, that can vary from person to person, but Linda, what are some of the most common things that people would experience or can anticipate and uh, what should they expect? Well, uh, you may, you may have some side effects. What people can expect is to have some side effects, which are normal signs that your body is building protection. These side effects are, um, include pain or swelling on the arm where you get the shot, uh, fever, chills, tiredness and a headache. So those are some of the common effects that people can expect. Some of these side effects, you know, may affect your ability to do some day-to-day -day activities just for a day or so, but they, they should go away in a few days. 
And I know another question we've talked about before, but it's really important to emphasize it again, is that if you're experiencing these flu-like symptoms, does that mean you'll actually test positive for COVID-19? No, neither the recently authorized or recommended vaccines nor the other COVID-19 vaccines currently in clinical trials in the United States can cause you to test positive on viral tests, which are used to see if you um, have a current infection. So the answer to your question is no. Let's talk for a minute about the COVID-19 variants. There's been a lot of discussion in the national news about three different variants in the UK, South Africa, and Brazil that are of some concern to those working on this uh, virus and, and whether the vaccines that are currently out there will protect from it. What do we know so far? Well, what we know so far is that uh, viruses are constantly, constantly change through, through mutation. And new variants of a virus are expected to occur over time. Uh, multiple variants of the, the virus that causes COVID-19 have been documented in the United States and globally during this pandemic, including here in Maryland. Um, information about the characteristics of these variants is rapidly emerging. Um, at this time, there is no evidence that these variants can evade the recently uh, developed vaccines or cause more severe illness increased, uh, or increased risk of death. That's what we know so far. So the bottom line is the sooner you can get vaccinated, the safer you'll be and the safer our community will be as we continue to ramp up supply and distribution of the vaccine uh, throughout Charles County and throughout, you know, the state of Maryland. After you become vaccinated, do you still have to wear this facial covering or mask since you're ultimately more safe from getting infected by coronavirus? Yes, that is an absolute yes, uh, Jennifer. Wearing your mask protects you and others from exposure to COVID-19, the COVID-19 virus. It is not known if COVID-19 vaccine will prevent you from spreading the virus that causes COVID-19 to other people, even if you don't get sick yourself. Getting the, vac- getting the COVID-19 vaccination and following the CDC recommendations provides the best protection from getting and in, in spreading uh spreading COVID-19. So um, wear your mask correctly, watch your distance, keep six feet between you and and others, and wash your hands. Thank you so much, Linda. We appreciate you taking the time to join us today to answer people's questions. I know a lot of people um, still continue to have concerns, and we want to be able to address them. I'm very pleased that we'll have Dr. Abney back with us next week to talk about the Johnson & Johnson vaccine a little bit more for people who have questions. Please let us know. Post us on social media or let us know um, through any of our platforms if you have a certain question you'd like to have answered here. I'm also uh, very excited to let you know we'll probably have some testimonials and firsthand interviews with people who've had COVID-19 and or gotten vaccinated to share with you their experiences experience um, and hopefully encourage you to get vaccinated and to continue doing all of the things we've been doing to slow the spread of this virus in our community. Um, if you have any questions, the first place you can go is the website, charlescountyhealth.org. That's the best way to stay informed. You can also call their recorded hotline for the latest information about eligibility regarding vaccines, for testing information, and other resources. That number is 301-609-6710. We also have a staffed call center available Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. That number is 301 301- 
609-6717. Finally, if you're interested in getting vaccinated at one of our state mass vaccination sites, of which Charles County's own mass vac site opens today, March 4th, it's very exciting. They'll be hopefully ramping up to 2,000 shots a day in the next uh, few days, but they're going to be operating uh, quite a few days and, and there'll be quite a few options for our community to try and get vaccinated there. You can check for availability um, to get vaccinated there by going to COVID vax.maryland.gov or calling 1-855-MD-GO-VAX. That's 1-855-MD-GO-VAX. If you need assistance and don't have access to the internet or you're a senior who needs some, some specific help in getting walked through that registration process. Finally, I encourage you to uh, stay informed by subscribing to our e-newsletter that comes out weekly, subscribing to our citizen text alerts. Uh, You can also follow us on social media, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube. Those are all great ways to stay informed. And please subscribe, like, and share our podcast, Inside Your County Government, Charles County Unscripted. Thank you for listening today.